what we're going to do today is we're going to go over a book. Um, so the book is called Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke. And actually, it's pretty um, relevant because Angela and I used to play poker. And uh, this book basically kind of thinks like in poker kind of way. It's sort of like you don't know how the world is going to actually play out, right? Business opportunities are very similar to how you play poker. You just have a hand, and you may think you have a strong hand, like a strong opportunity. But when the flop comes, it can totally destroy your hand. And you may have a great hand um, pre-flop and on the flop. Um, but on the turn in the river, it can totally change. And really, at the end of the day, it's all about really playing the other person and playing all the way through. Um, so uh, just in case you don't know what the flop means, flop is when it has the three cards on the table and the turn is the fourth card and the fifth is the, uh, the river is the fifth card. And basically pre-flop is when you just have two hands uh, or your two cards in your hand and you can have a very good starting hand like pocket aces where it's two aces. Um, or pocket kings or pocket queens, but on the um, on the flop, somebody might have a straight, someone might have a bet, someone might have you know a flush. They have a lot of combinations that beat the starting hand, and you might have like put a lot of money, which we call pot committed, before the flop, but then you might have to fold on the um, on the flop when you actually see the cards because the other person has a better hand than you. So you might have invested in a company that had great potential, so much good potential, and you had all this insider knowledge. But then when you went to the market, you got fucked because someone else had a bit, like not a great, great of an idea, didn't have so much, but then their team and their execution was much bigger, better than yours. Or maybe you entered the market at the wrong time, right? Um, Google entered the Uber market three years before um, Travis did, and uh, Google got fucked. And Travis entered three years later, and then he got in before it was hot, and that's also why one of the reasons why Uber is so uh, big right now. So this book talks about, like, hey, you should be thinking about your life decisions sort of in bets because you don't know what's going to happen, right? You don't know what is the most optimal outcome for you to take all the time, even though you might think with all the data and statistics that you can have, what is the best outcome? You really, at the end of the day, don't know. And especially when you're colliding with other people that equally are as smart as you and their opportunity as equally as lucky, you don't necessarily come out the victor of all these situations. So, um, here is a name? little bit about, yes, that is my name. So the book is all about making smarter decisions when you don't have all the facts. And most likely, most of the times you don't have complete certainty and all the information that you have. So one of the key questions is like, um, would your belief in something stand up to the question? Like want to bet, like, would you bet that you were going to be right? Like, would you put money? Would you put your money where your mouth is if you really think this outcome or hypothesis is correct? If you had to gamble a significant money on this belief, would you feel 100% certain about it or just maybe like 60% certain? Um, it's always good to have skepticism. Um, 
when you try to get the best information instead of just like defending like you just believe in something and objective accuracy wins instead of an argument because a bet is literally a decision about an uncertain future and technically all decisions are bets because you're always uncertain um your wife might leave you the next day even if you're married um you could even if your house is fully paid out right you can have an earthquake and not have a house anymore you can have a job and then tomorrow they fire you you can have a business great and fluctuating and then the market crashes and then you lose all your customers there's a there's always uncertainty in the future um two things determine your how your life turns out the quality of your decisions and luck literally like you can think of all the mental models and think about all the like the downside and upside and write it all out and have really good logic or read people very well right understand your community very well to have like delegation understand the motivations behind it know what the right thing to say is have all the proper arguments have all the strategy in place but still it all depends on luck right even if you have really good decision making skills and a good team and execution it's still uh it's still up to luck so there's one thing um that's really funny in here um there's a difference between resulting and processing. <laughs> so resulting is when you equate the quality of decisions with the quality of its outcome. So when you're really outcome focused with what your decision is making, like me. However, it says a bad result does not necessarily mean a bad decision, right? Um, especially this is more process type thinking because if you continually always make um, good decisions, even if it's a bad, you get a bad result, eventually you would win the long term game or the long tail game. And that's much more of how Angela thinks, right? Angela, maybe you can tell me a little bit about how your decision-making process works or literally about yeah. your process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of it, like, when you talk about things such as, like, poker, right? Um, you're going to have, like, an emotional roller coaster if you always base it on, like, results versus process. Because process, you can say, well, no, <clears throat> given this situation and – you know, XYZ and this player's profile, like this was the most optimal decision because XYZ and then maybe like some outlier thing happened. Maybe they rivered you. Rivered means like they, you were actually correct the entire time, except um, for the very, very last card. Um, for some reason, like you just lost all your chips because maybe you both went all in and you were correct that you had a superior hand. But then uh, at the last minute, like that magic 2%, card came two percent of the time they actually beat you and they actually beat you and you can't really like beat yourself yeah. up because otherwise you're gonna have a huge roller coaster right um so that's kind of like the poker basis of pro pro uh, process as opposed to results um <clears throat> and um you know i'm a process because one <laughs> uh, i don't have emotions uh no uh uh <laughs> i i i want a, some, a system to rely on basically to be able to say hey uh, i could get repeatable results over time um so that's kind of like the process thinking for me but um what was what else i'm gonna say that was outside of the poker analogy um, um process is also good because if you think of systems that you can lean on <clears throat> eventually over time whether in business or in life or something like that there's like something some something that will uh, maximize your probability of success um going on the point where uh victor is talking about yeah like basically everything's a probability right um, you know, luck is always a factor, but even though luck is a factor, that doesn't excuse you from just like making really shitty decisions all the time. Um, 
so you do want to like maximize the probability. Let's say, you know, you do something that'll give you 80% chance of success, right? Wouldn't it be better if you had 95% success? Um, and, and the whole sure. um, bit with process versus luck, um, for me, luck is like uh, more of a thing of a probabilistic event of something happening. So, you know, everything is therefore defined as luck. Um, but some people say luck uh, as a way, as an excuse to not take responsibility for stuff. So, for example, just like a quick story, um, there's like a, a, a landlord. Actually, let me just talk about my story. Let's not, not, let's not gossip on other people. Um, so I run furnished rentals in, in the Bay Area. And, um, you know, we were heavily reliant on Airbnb. And... Um, you know, winter is a very, very slow time, but on Airbnb, actually, for the winter of 2018, we booked out all these, you know, vacancies. So, like, we're looking very, very profitable, uh, and we're, we're pretty confident we'll finish the year pretty strong because, um, like, the weakest part of the of, of the weakest quarter, generally, like, we already got that locked down by October. Now, in late October, what happened was someone installed a hidden camera in one of our units, and then another guest, or the same guest, reported it and then Airbnb like destroyed our account. They banned our account and then uh, they canceled all of our hard earned reservations. So now winter is looking really, really terrible because um, we have all these vacancies to fill and we pay landlords rent. So we're losing about a thousand dollars a day. Right. So these freak events you could say, and, and every landlord we talk to, it's like, Oh man, that's just bad luck. There's no way you could have, there's no way you could have like predicted this would happen. This is like a 0.01% chance thing. And yeah, it is luck. But, um, you know, some might say like, oh, it's just bad luck. There's nothing you could have done about it. But I think that's a way of like just not taking responsibility. One, like, like honestly, like now that I look back at it, it's not really a luck. It's called um, my business partner and I uh, fucking up. I think that's what it's called. Um, so, like, I mean, we were right, like looking back, there's a lot of mistakes, right? Like, oh, we were right, way too he heavily reliant on one platform. And all of our account, like all of our units was in one platform. That makes us super vulnerable. Um, another thing is like, we should have probably checked to see if uh, you know hidden cameras installed as an outlier as that is, um, especially if we're like heavily reliant on one platform, we don't want um, our brand to be risked in that way. So, um, you know, like I believe in luck as part as, as far as like probability goes and um, how you would maximize your probability of success um and number two i but i don't believe in luck as a way of like uh, excusing yourself from responsibility because if you say oh yeah that was just bad luck let me keep doing the same thing again well guess what um you you're still exposed to that probabilistic event happening to you whereas now if you have your people checking you know for hidden cameras for example then you minimize the probability of that happening again it's still not going to be zero but it'll be like point from 0.01% to like 0.00001%, um, <clears throat> which is, which is way better. Um, so to, 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 you know, to kind of juxtapose it against results, right. Um, you might make a good or bad decision and then um, you would completely separate out from that, from the good or bad response. Uh, good or bad results that you'll take and then there's like maybe if you're just pure 100 percent results and like zero percent process then you'd be like oh yeah that was good results um 
and maybe you made a bad decision and then been, and then you just keep making bad decisions over and over again. <clears throat> but if your peer results, then um, you might also kind of go back and iterate your process as well, <laughs> inevitably. Because you, you could say like, you could do something that had 5% chance of working. Like, wow, this is so good. And then you keep doing it and then you just keep failing over and over again. Um, eventually, even the dumbest person will be like, hey, maybe I'm doing something wrong here. Um, so, I mean, yeah, process is uh, a really good way to be basically go back up to a 10,000 foot feet. And then instead of just looking at the things that actually happened, looking at like why they happen and how it happened and making it repeatable and kind of like maximizing your uh, probability of success. But anyway, that's kind of my thought on, on processes. Are you still there? <laughs> um, Okay, well, he's not there, so yeah. I'll just keep talking. Um, so, uh, the person says the same thing as you. Like, a great decision is, like, the result of a good process, not that it has to, like, always look from an outcome point of view. Like, even though they're unsure, like, whatever their outcome is, they're trying to separate themselves from the actual outcome. And they're trying to figure out, like, okay, like, these are also what's going to happen. Like, these are negative things that are going to happen. And good or bad, we need to always optimize the process to make it more smooth, right? And that it's repeatable and systemizable, like so anyone can anyone can do it. And most of these bets are they're literally against yourself because what you're betting against is the future version of yourself, like that's not doing this action or or that is doing this action. And you're really trying to be more objective uh, and to use like literally separate yourself from the result so you can just focus on the process. Um, and to become more objective to look at just what the system is creating. And they go ahead and talk about beliefs, but we're not going to go into that. Uh, um, but I can go ahead and talk about like the difference, for example, how I think in terms of results. I think it's easier to understand results types than to really understand process types. Because process types are a little bit more complicated because they have to look at the system itself and to build systems. Where result is literally just looking at, okay... This is the objective or the end goal in mind. This is the outcome that I have. And now I'm basically just going to split test and look at the metrics most of the time. Like I know that these are the results I want and these are the results I don't want. I know how to get to, like I don't know how to literally get to my destination. So I'm going to try all I, all I need to do and then look at all the data points. So results types can move faster than process types because process types are mm. looking like oh this is system like this is systematically like the best way to do it right it's going to be Facts. a stupid waste of time for example like for example when you went to talk to a girl right you're like system you're like already systematizing in your head like this is like illogical for me to go do this because lo logically this is how it should go out and it's like not smooth yeah. for me to go ahead and do that um, it's like, it doesn't work in the system. Like I can't do this repeatedly. Like this is just a one-time thing anyways, right? All I'm doing is just maximizing this result one time, right? It says it doesn't really make my life that much better if I don't, right? I can't really optimize my, um, system. Like I can't really go ahead and make all my podcasts more smooth. It's just going to make this podcast or th three of these podcasts more smooth. It's kind of a waste of my time to like go ahead and go back down where I'm going to look at is like, well, if you go down there and you ask you can also improve like your your skills of talking to people right it's not going to directly correlate with your system and also this better result that you have 
it's kind of probably opened you up to more opportunities. Like, for example, now that you go ahead, you went ahead and you talked to this person, you have a better data. You have more. You have better data now. You have a better collection of data, so you know more what you don't want and what you more of what you do want from this data. So I'm not looking necessarily at like this is the systems that I've already built and it makes me more smooth and these are my decision making. I have to connect all these systems better and to optimize my whole kind of life from that kind of thing. I'm more looking at does this make my data better? Like literally, like can I go ahead and make this? Um, does this data set that I have, is it going to be improved to improve my whole quality of my results in general? Does it make my results that I have going to be better? From this uh, podcast that we made better, it's going to open my ideas to what kind of better results I wanted to put on top of that. And I can go ahead and say, yes, this was a better podcast in general. Now that we collected this data, yes, you you went there and you talked to her. Now you can go ahead and talk to other people. Um, this way and you can ask for more kind of stuff so that's why when you went ahead and you were going back down and you're like oh yeah that's true and you talk to her now you can kind of see where your knowledge gaps are as well so that's why it's easier for results type to break down your system right because your system you're also looking for the smoothness so you're kind of neglecting sometimes like um hey i i overlooked this area or like i can go ahead and break down my step a to my step b even though step A and step B to me sounds very smooth. But then I point out to you like, no, like there's also a lot of gaps that you can go ahead and break. It's like, it's also not great in these other areas. Like you're not collecting the most like result that you can. You're not maximizing the results that you have. You're just protecting your downside a lot. Does that make sense? Like there's a lot of times where you go ahead and limit the, the upside because you want to limit the downside. Where I'm like, well, if you maximize your upside, you won't really need to care about your downside so much. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <clears throat> um, so I kind of wanted to just very briefly um, like talk about pros and cons of each as far as I see it. Um, but also before I do that, this is kind of like an age-old debate of like the philosophical debate of like the ontological versus like the other whatever one. Where it's like, oh, is, is it mm -hmm. is it the results that matter, or is it your intention that matters? Like that makes you ethical or whatever. But um, I'm not even going to go into that. But it's very it's very analogous. But um, the pros and cons, right, of process and results. I think so. The pros for a process, you can, you can lean on it. You know, think of passive income. Think of getting away from your business. Think of um, a system sure. you can rely upon to maximize your thing over time. The cons uh, of a process, I think, is the lack of data, because process types like me. We True. think and speculate a lot before we build a system. So when the system doesn't work, we might just get in our own heads and like, no, like the system is <clears throat> logically perfect. And so if it doesn't work, <laughs> it's just like, it, like we, it, it, the result, like <clears throat> how results type separate from themselves from like the system is kind of like how, um, you know, process type separate themselves from the actual results. So, so they might be blindsided and like sure. there's all these bad results in their face and then like, no, but the system still works, <clears throat> right? Um, but clearly, yes. a results type would be like, yeah, it doesn't. You're 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 a fucking dumbass. Um, yeah. um, also, also too, like because of that lack of data and that like a lot of speculation creating a system, like you're not uh, exploring like these like random hail mary options where 
um, you might actually be able to stumble something upon where you initially thought like, oh, yeah, this could never be part of a system and it's not scalable. But then maybe you do that Hail Mary yeah. and you're like, hey, hold on a second. And you find out and learn something new. It's like, wait, this is way more better, way more profitable, whatever it may be. And actually, it can be systematized. Uh, and so yeah. that's kind of the cons of process that I see. And the results would be kind of like the reverse of it, right? Like you're, you're if you're too attached to results, then you're not creating a system to just like do it repeated over and over again, right? Like you might also yeah. um, uh, also want to just keep exploring new things, your results. Um, so you might actually give up the consistent gains you might be able to get by just running the system yeah. over and over again. And then you kind of like just make less profits and kind of leave more money on the table because you're experimenting. But obviously the pros for the results is again, reverse of the cons of the process, which is uh, you can keep getting new yeah. data and then like keep basically like you'll always like <clears throat> have a chance to hit a personal record and like hit a high, higher bar than you've ever done before. Yeah. First process uh, would never ever have that chance because they just run, run the system over and over again. Um, but then they yeah. also lose all the information beforehand where it's like, well, maybe you got like maybe you had a hundred points as your previous best record. And then now you have 132 points. Um, but it's like more rare, but then you maybe like want to keep experimenting to try to get 150 points. But actually the thing that was a hundred points, you can repeat like a thousand times giving you a hundred thousand points, but, uh, you keep exploring. So you never do like, you actually never get the hundred thousand points. You just like kind of keep, you know, do experimenting stuff, but that always lands on like 20, 30 points. And then maybe you do something that's like 200 points. Like, oh, this is great. But it's never actually like saved and, and locked in. Um, so that's kind of like how I see that table of like, you know, two by two table pros, cons process and results. Nice. Yeah. A lot of the times, um, uh, process types are also trying to create predictions, right? So they know what is going to logically flow. So then they go ahead and make a prediction of like, oh, well, I know A, B, Z logically is going to follow, so I can go ahead and guess for K. And so they keep going in a very linear line. Process types usually, like you said before, they they won't really go ahead and try to maximize this result between A and B and go ahead and randomly go and like, just jump. Like they will go ahead and be like A, like A, B, and C, D is like more process, and then it goes to K. But then like it will be like A, and then randomly goes to like like A1 or A3. Or it will be more like, well, what if we just go to J instead of going to A, B, C, D, 4, and then J. It's like going to go like straight to J, and then go back to B, and then try to connect it and reverse that order. And then you'll be like, what, what why? It, logically, it doesn't make any sense. It's like... Because you logically didn't make any sense, that's why this opportunity is so like great for me. Because you didn't consider it. I created this alternative. And we can go ahead and maximize that result right away. And we also can run faster. Because now I don't have to go ahead and make sure that I had everything, like all my baskets are in one place, arranged. This is properly what needs to go first, right? I'm protecting my downside. This is what's smooth and what's more efficient. What's the most predictable thing? Nah, I'm just going to go ahead and do this really fast. Because if I go ahead and test that and I know that I'm not going to get the result that I want, I'll drop the whole system. And especially, for example, I also see it like there's no way you can predict the future. And there's no real way you can like, like one day you can wake up 
And I don't like be bound by this thing. Like, oh, I have this system that I run. Or like, hey, I have this typology server. Now I'm bored of it. Hey, I'm bored of Discord now. Hey, I'm bored of being a consultant now. Hey, I'm bored of real estate right now. And then I want to go ahead and move on to the next thing. Like that keeps me alive. Like going on and moving and experimenting something completely new, taking in that data, digesting it, and then going ahead and experimenting really, really fast and learning really, really fast, building something really, really, really fast is much more interesting than having a nice, smooth system that's going to be consistent result and that's completely predictable and gives me a lot of certainty. I'd rather have the joy of finding new certainty and uncertainty. Um, um, but then again, I do lose, as you said, the cons as well. Like, I don't have a very consistent thing that is going to, like, I can always fall back on. And it's not super logical when I lay it out. Um, I find when process types, they go ahead and explain to me what it is they do. It's much more clear and concise because they're actually going from point A to point B to point C, where when I'm talking, I'm literally flowing from all these different data points. And I'm trying to find some connection, even though it's all very disconnected from each other. It's extremely disconnected. But it helps me when I look at process types. Since they're so connected, they need to learn to disconnect. Like, oh, like you didn't think about it in this order. Oh, you didn't like you're going too slow. Well, you're doing all this work, but where's your result? Like you built this system, Angelo. Like, like you called all these dentists. Like, is it worth it? It's like, well, I've I've got better at my cold calling game. I I smoothed out the process. I'm like, but you still hadn't made any money, and that's your real reason and your real motivation for doing all this, right? Um, but uh, as long as that uh, person is kind of like growing in some kind of matter, it doesn't really bother um, the results type. <laughs> Do you want to add a comment? Yeah, uh, I think actually we're, we should probably wrap up to actually also some do some value drop. And I think <clears throat> the most important thing here is that you really need both process and results to maximize, you, you know, your results and uh, be able to make it passive. So, for example, like <clears throat> if Victor and I did something right, he would probably be um, more responsible for exploring all these like different crazy strategies. And even though like something works, he'd probably like move on to the next thing. And then I'd be like, no, 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 wait, <laughs> uh, let me, let me systematize this. So you can explore something new. And even if you keep falling flat on your face and failing over and over again, at least we have this system to be able to provide, let's say some income. And then like, you can, yeah. like, and then Victor, Victor can explore like things are like up and down and then we can just keep ratcheting up. Cause as soon as he finds something that's better than like the previous thing, I helped him save quote unquote and systematize. And he like produce a, like a new bar, then I can systematize that new bar as well. And then he's kind of free to explore like all these crazy different things. Um, and then that's yeah. kind of like the best way to do it because then you're always just systematizing the best thing you can systematize. Um, so process types cannot find the best thing, and um, results type you know <laughs> cannot systematize. Um, it's kind of like the general high level like broad stroke thing. Um, so to wrap up. Uh, you know, the action item for you, the listener is, you know, find out which type you are. Like, are you more processed? Like you like creating systems and stuff and like speculating stuff, or are you kind of more of a results type kind of like Victor where like, you kind of like just got to keep jumping around. And if you're one or the other, find your counterpart and then uh, be able to, you know, work against each other's weaknesses. And your thought might be, well, if a result in a, process type work together was to prevent you from getting the worst of both worlds versus the best of both worlds. 
Um, and, 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 and the, and the counter argument to that is like, yes, your, your methods are different, but obviously if you're working together, you want the best results for both of you. So you both have that common goal of like optimizing best thing. So that, that's the driving like compass to the, 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 the North star to kind of get you like the best, uh, uh, results and make it the most passive, uh, as, as you can. But anyway, that's kind and of that's the last episode or last minute of this uh, podcast of Don't <laughs> Jump and Be Dumb. Tune yeah. in next time while we bullshit some kind of episode that is worth 25 to 30 minutes of your time or your money back. <laughs> yes, I hope this helped you grow uh, by an inch. Uh, email us if uh, you didn't grow and we'll give you your money back. <laughs>